0: Hello and welcome to the Who's He podcast with me Phil and me Paul and we're back after yes. two weeks. Yes, well, after two weeks away. Um... Oh no, as people. Yes, oh that. no, they're back. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's um yeah we we apologise. It wasn't meant to be a two week break. It was only meant to be a one week break, wasn't it? <laughs> so... Yeah. Uh... Um. Yeah. Just because we couldn't um we couldn't get any we couldn't get together. Basically, could we, to record. it was a bit of a um busy old time, and then um. <laughs> then we sort of oh, we haven't really got anything to do anyway, so we were racking our brains and to try and do some new
1: stuff, weren't we? I and mean, the biggest problem was we just couldn't get together to do a commentary which we thought was gonna fill Yes, the, the a couple st- of weeks. And no. No, it didn't. No.
0: None of us could get together unfortunately. So uh so hopefully with there'll be a commentary coming in probably late September now, will not it? <laughs> or October. Oh, I don't know. Yeah,
1: whenever, whenever, whenever the new series finishes. Well next Next bit of series finishes.
0: Yeah, so, uh, oh dear. So, um, what are we going to do before the new series starts? That is the question everyone's asking us, Paul.
1: Oh, they're <laughs> <I'm> asking me. <laughs> You're
0: obviously mixing the wrong circles then, aren't you? Um, yeah, well, um, we thought that as we've done quite a few um, series retrospects, we'll continue doing them. We will do series three at some point, but we thought we'd do something a little bit different. Um, and sort of delve into other other media, didn't we? Yes. So, um, one thing we're going to be doing, and this is what's going to happen today, we are going to be looking at some Big Finish titles. Um, we've always said that we really should listen to more Big Finish, so we're going to put our money where our mouth is and actually listen to some and do a bit of a, a review of them. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, this week, we are going to be doing the Paul McGann story, Blood of the Daleks. Uh, Now I will warn everybody now It will be spoiler heavy Yeah yeah. We we, we sort of consciously decided to We said we're very very anti-spoiler But it's difficult to talk about The audio stuff without being spoilery Because it's all in the dialogue
1: (laughs) And I think You can get away when you're talking about TV Because most people have already seen those by the time they listen to us But yeah. Obviously this sort of thing they may not have done. Exactly.
0: However, I know a lot of people do shy away from the audio stuff. Um yes. Yes. Yeah. So, um hopefully as we have done. as we have done, uh, but then again we 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 are fans of audio dramas anyway. Yeah. And I know a lot of um a lot of people aren't. They just prefer the doctor in the visual medium. So hopefully if they listen to this, or the future ones, that it might sort of get them a, a bit interested. I'll turn them off. I'll turn them off all together, yeah. But no, it might do. It might get them interested a bit more, which would be, mm. yeah, which would be good. Okay, and so we've missed quite a bit of news, haven't we? Yes. Since we've been away. Um, last couple Surprised of weeks. We haven't missed
1: the series, do we? Yeah, remember. I know.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, what have we missed? Uh, we missed the the official trailer came out, didn't it? Yeah. Um, what, what do we think of that? Interesting. Yes. Riding dinosaurs. Yeah. Hmm. Okay,
1: uh- <laughs> <laughs> that was the one that you sort of went. Mm. Yes, mm. and that's the Chris Chibnall episode. Yes, oh, mm. it's got everything going for it then. Yes, it isn't it? it? Yeah, that's what, uh, I've already
0: consigned it to the bin. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there. No, no, no. It's um, no, it, it certainly looks um, varied. Put it that way. Yeah. From what, from what we can see so far, obviously it's only trailer in the the first five episodes. So yeah. yeah, it looks interesting. Ho-
1: hopefully different. That's, the, that's yes. the thing, isn't
0: it? Well, they always said it will be different. So yeah, um, but so we'll come on to that a little bit more later on because um, obviously what's happened. I was get rid of, get, get out of the way now. Um, what's happened this week? There was the BFI screening of A Song of the Daleks as well. Yes. Um, now, unfortunately, <laughs> my BFI membership's come through too, too far
1: too late. <laughs>
0: it arrived this week. <laughs>
1: It could have been worse. There could have been a ticket in it, couldn't it? If it on Wednesday. <laughs> oh
0: God! Could you imagine if that had happened? Oh, there'd be hell to pay. Absolutely hell to <laughs> pay. Um, but by all accounts, it everyone seems to be rather rather pleased with it.
1: I've tried to avoid as much as I can from it, actually.
0: Well, I've um, read some. That this this has been the, the thing, and I, I, obviously I don't want to drag up the whole spoilers thing again. Cause it kind of. I sort of kind of got involved with that on Twitter um, during the week. But there were quite a, a, some good non-spoiler reviews. Um, yeah. In particular from Den of Geek, which was a really, really good review of it. That, it gave nothing away, but sort of kept your interest there. You made, made you really want to see it. Um, and then you had some supposedly respectable newspapers... Um, the Independent and the Telegraph, who's who said, oh, Here's our non spoiler review, and then practically gave away the plot. Yeah. So, um, shame on you,
1: is all I can say. I mean, I personally haven't, even, not even the facts of spoiler or anything. I just You just think, What am I going to gain by looking at reviews? Am I ever going to be, it's either going to uh, make me sort of hyped up that something like, no matter how good it is, it then can't match, or it's going to make me disappointed, not wanting to, you know, not, not, not wanting yeah. to watch it, but, you know, that sort of thing. So I thought, I'll just leave it and
0: well it's, take I, it as I can. I think you've probably taken a, a good approach to it, because I remember the excitement that was generated after uh, Let's Kill Hitler, yeah. the show at the BFI, and how everyone said it, oh, it's fantastic, it's brilliant, what a fantastic, you know, start to the, the show. And I found it, well, rather middling, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I yeah, but think- well, that's, that's what I thought, I just... It may then be good, but if it then doesn't match the expectations I've built up, am I then going to be disappointed? Where well, I think like it's one,
0: well, I think it's one of those things. Everybody in that room is they're seeing something that no one else is going to be at that particular point, and they're really hyped up. Yeah, and and of course they're going to come out a little bit, yeah, yeah, but a bit overkill in their in their praise. Yeah, I should say because it's not only that they're meeting the stars and and the, the you know the some of the, the production crew and. So, yeah, you're going to get a little bit more excited about it than you usually would do, I would say. Yeah. But uh, um, now, some other other things that's been announced. Um, actually, whilst we're on the subject of the BFI thing, the after that, the first five episode titles were uh, officially confirmed. I should say so in um, in order. Of course, you've got the Son of the Daleks, uh, which was written by Stephen Moffat. Uh, second episode is Dinosaurs and a Spaceship, written by Chris Chibnall. Uh, next one is a town called Mercy by Toby Whithouse. The Power of Three, uh, again written by Chris uh, Chris Chibnall. Ah, special special request for you. Wasn't it, it was yes, I was specifically asked for that. And um, the final episode of this um, block is The Angels Take Manhattan, written by Stephen Moffat. So there you go. Um, I think one other thing that was actually confirmed. I think it was this was confirmed in the BFI thing. Um, so please correct me if I'm wrong. Um, is that it's been it's definitely no two part stories.
1: Yeah, well that'd be good actually. I think
0: because hmm. they do tend to struggle a little bit. Yeah, off, I feel anyway, with the two part stories. So yeah, I think that's. A, I mean,
1: that's we're pro- a- we probably watch all these ones thinking that could have really have done with. <laughs> <actually." laughs>
0: yes, we put. Yeah, we will. You know, we will. So. Oh dear, yeah, and ball um, accounts that Stephen Moffat wouldn't be drawn on the fiftieth anniversary. Well, there's a surprise. There's a surprise. Richard Bacon, who was who was chairing the the Q and A after the uh, after the showing of the Sun of the Daleks, he did try and probe uh, Stephen Moffat, if you forgive the uh, forgive the saying. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna say that's a bit drastic. I say he was probing Stephen Moffat, and he wasn't putting out. So there you are. <laughs> So, so um, what else? What else has happened? Happening? Yes. Um, Richard E. Grant has been confirmed. He's going to guest star in the Christmas special this year. Yeah, he's finally going to appear in some official Doctor. Well, I suppose you could say Screaming the Shaka was official Doctor Who, wasn't it? Yes, because he was the BBC's well then official Ninth Doctor. How we all got excited at that news? Yes, and of course he was in the Curse of Fatal Death as well, wasn't he? How <laughs> we didn't get excited oh, did I? Actually, have you ever watched that? Yeah, I have actually. It's actually too. quite good, to be yeah, honest. Sort of. Yeah, it is actually quite good. Um, it's quite interesting. But uh, I must watch that again, actually. Do you see how, what uh, I know he's not playing the Doctor in this Christmas special, ball accounts, he's going to be the villain. So, who knows? Um, yeah, I feel like I'm trying to think of anything else. As, as... Oh, yes, one other thing. Yes. Um, there is going to be a docudrama about... The creation of Doctor Who uh, For the part of the It's going to form part of the celebrations For next year's 50th anniversary And it will be written by Mark Gatiss And it's called An, Invent- An Adventure in Space and Time Which um, If people know their Their sort of Who history That was the tagline <clears throat> Excuse me That was the tagline um, For the Radio Times listing Back in 1963 mm. Yes so, uh, there's already been loads and loads of, um, I think we said this before, people sort of, who they'd like to see play Hartnell and, uh, and things like that, but uh, no, someone else has chucked the, um, Robert Carlyle's hat into the ring now as well, to play Hartnell. Not old enough. Yeah. Well, doesn't look old enough, put it that way, because Hartnell was, he was only in his what, 50s? Yeah, i do yeah, not sure on the role. Sure. Yeah, quite sure, so, yeah, probably not, not quite old enough for that, but... Uh, yeah, that was quite. Um, yeah, so the, the two weeks were off air. There was quite a few, um, quite a few news items to, to talk about, was not there? Yes, as there always is. Well, there, there
1: is because you're coming up to, yeah, start off a show, really, aren't you?
0: Now, the other thing we do know uh, now is that Doctor Who will not
1: air on the 25th of August,
0: as everyone was surmising. Yeah, it is now looking to be September. There was a rumor going around, which I had sort of kind of believed, because everyone thought me included that it came out of the uh, the BFI screening that it was going to be the 1st of September it hasn't been confirmed nothing was said as such but the BFI screening um, the um, Doctor Who the, t- the guys from the Doctor Who podcast were there and they said after I tweeted that it's going to be back on the 1st of September they said well um, I think it was James actually tweeted back and said well no um, no one said any, any such thing There, there's been no official announcement so
1: But I think everyone's It's getting, getting quite late even for
0: Yeah. But I think everyone's money is now on the first. Mine yeah. is anyway, I think it will be they can't leave it any longer.
1: I mean the fact that they've released another trailer today, as yeah. we're talking on Saturday. Yes. Um suggests that it's it's pretty close. Yeah. Yes there was another another
0: teaser trailer launched for a song of the Daleks today. So um Yes. It doesn't well gives a little bit away actually. Yeah. Yeah. Which I was quite surprised about But oh well It's official You can't class it as a spoiler If it's official <laughs> No Okay Well that's the um, That's the news But whilst we've also been away There's been someone um, Someone else Who's been it- itching to, to to shout out His little saying Because After two weeks away It's time For Omega's Tack Corner You Pester me With trinkets And in the Tat Corner This week um, Now you come across a, a particularly good one Didn't you well, <laughs>
1: good. Good is good.
0: What? Well, well, it, well. No, it's more the um the the way it's it's described in in the uh, in the listing on the BBC Shop. Yes, that's the good thing. There's um, BBC Shop of, <laughs> they've released a watch which it's not digital or anything. It's just an old little clock face. But the the actual face of the watch itself is the sign on the TARDIS door. So. Um, so but it says, please telephone free for use of public um, advice and assistance, obtainable immediately. Officer and cars responsible. Calls pool to open. Blah blah blah. So
1: um... and it's got a blue strap.
0: It's got yes, blue strap, white face. Okay. However, this has being classed as an adult watch.
1: Yeah, I mean they're, they're very much in there promoting the fact that it is adult. Yes. They really are. I I, I can't see that, that, You know, this is not. This is not for children. This is an adult watch. <laughs> I
0: just find that absolutely unbelievable. An adult watch. Does <laughs> it get a bit saucy at midnight or something. It <laughs> <laughs> only starts working after nine o'clock. Ah <laughs> uh, dear, yeah, just, So, um, if you are going to buy this for someone. It, it, it's uh, priced at thirty four ninety nine from the BBC shop. And remember, it's not for children; it's for adults. Okay, because if you buy this for a child, you could go to prison. <laughs> uh, okay, you'll do time. You'll do time. Yay! <laughs> you will. You'll spend Christmas in Chokey, All right. So don't, don't buy it for children. It's for adults. Okay. Um, the next. Um, <laughs> The next little item in Omega's Tac Corner this week, whilst we've been away, there's been a Doctor Who Monopoly 50th Anniversary Edition released. Yes. Um, Hooray. Uh, Wasn't there one before?
1: There has been one before, yeah. I don't know when that came out. I I think there's just a monopoly of everything nowadays. I think there is,
0: yeah. It sort of takes the mystique away from it a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't (laughs) know if I was looking
1: at the right board for this one, but it seems to be programme titles going... Round instead of streets.
0: Yeah, there was. I, I did hear that the the first one that was released, or the the image that was first released, was the wrong
1: bolt. Yeah. So, uh, and I must admit, I haven't really looked. I did just sort yeah, of have gonna... a look. So, sorry, oh, what did they have round the, the edge? And it's program things, but in obviously in normal, well, English Monopoly. Yeah. The original in English. Is just the streets is Mayfair being the ones before you go past Go again being the most dear, and that's the end of time part two.
0: <laughs> You're joking,
1: <laughs> taking that prime spot on the board.
0: <laughs> oh God!
1: Is there is actually is there any classic titles? <laughs> oh, no, obviously. Perhaps the connotation is there is because once you get to that, you just have to go. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Oh, that that oh, that's terrible. That is terrible.
0: I was oh, wondering what the
1: other things are. The chance cards are. What have you come second to Dev in a to beauty Davros? contest? Yes.
0: <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Right. Okay. Well, it's it's you. Obviously, you can buy it from ForbiddenPlanet.com, um, and it retails for the price of twenty six pounds ninety nine pence. And it will be available to ship on the twenty eighth of August. So, um, yes, just in time for Christmas. And talking of Forbidden Planet, on the weekend of the August Bank holiday, I think it's going to be on the Saturday, they're doing a little workshop for the Sonic Screwdriver Remote Control that was released a few weeks ago. Uh, I don't know if people are finding it particularly difficult to use. So basically it's like a little a little workshop on how to use the damn thing. Oh, there you go. There yeah. you go. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so if, you, if you're having trouble with it... Um, Get yourself up to Forbidden Planet in London, and they'll um, and they'll uh, give you a nice little last uh, nice little tutorial. Yes, and if you haven't got one, I'm sure they'll sell you one. Yes, I'm sure they will. The tutorial is uh, is I understand completely free, so yes. they're not actually charging for it, which is uh, unbelievable. But there we go. So that's it. And that's that's the news for this week. Actually, quite a bit to talk about for a change. So coming up is our little review of The Big Finish production Blood of the Daleks. So for another week, that was the news. Okay folks, it's time to do our new feature on the Hoosie Podcast, which is looking at some big finish productions. And this week we are looking at Blood of the Daleks. Hello, you must be the Dalek Supreme. Appalling to see you again. Give us
1: your information!
0: Well, no time for chit-chat. I know that you're fighting some war or other. War? Yes, the Daleks are always fighting a war. Didn't you see the state of their ship? You've had a right pacing recently, haven't you? Who is it this time, Dalek Supreme? Mechanoids? Mavellans? Each other? As if it matters. What does matter is that one of your ships was shot down. Okay, uh, Paul, I think it's... Yes, I'll give you the honour of going first in our new feature...
1: Thank you. I mean, this gives us a chance, actually, to look or rather listen to The Eighth Doctor. We haven't had much chance to do that. We did the TV movie as a commentary, but obviously that is all that is on video of him.
0: Unfortunately, yes. Unfortunately, yes. So what do you think of his portrayal, then, on uh, on audio?
1: I have to say, I mean, I've listened to a few of his stuff, and I actually do quite like Paul McGann as The Eighth Doctor. I wish that there, there had been more of him as a TV doctor
0: yeah, same here. Um, now th- this is the only audio Eighth Doctor adventure I've actually listened. To. I've actually one I've actually only you know I've got so um, this one I've actually listened to. But you 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 say you've listened to some others.
1: Yeah, I mean this one actually was originally was done in conjunction with BBC Seven, mm. and they did a series of which it becomes a series of which at the end of this you hear the start of that arc, mm. and. Yeah, I listened to most of them then, and I've also got some other of the uh, big finish stuff that was done with other companions. Yeah, and I have to say, I mean, I, he does, I think, nail a a good doctor.
0: I think he does. I, 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 I mean, I like McGann in the TV movie anyway, so yeah, um, I was already already a fan to be honest. Um,
1: and, and he gets that what, yeah, that yeah sorry, sense of the. Knowing without being arrogant and whatever, it just really does. I think how I want my doctor to be.
0: Yeah, um, I know we're, sort of, we're not we're actually talking about the story at the moment. We're rather talking about McGann's portrayal, aren't we? But yeah, um, yeah. It's even though it's sort of made. Well, this was, when was this one? This particular one was made in was it two thousand and six, wasn't it? Yeah. And the new series or the new TV series, I should say, was already in full swing. Um, and it and it was like a um, a hark back to, well, the classic series, in in its vision of the Doctor. Yes. Rather than being this this, um, put,
1: almost superhero character. Yeah, it's also yeah. good, quite nice to be talk of Time Lords and the Time Lords and how he still ha- hates their interference and. Whatever.
0: Yeah, I, I think this is the th- This is, what I think, is lacking from the TV series. Yeah, and I, I do think it was a, it was a mistake to do away with the time laws because this, as you say, it does, and it's you know it's not only this story. There's also been um, some other um, other big finish stuff I listened to, like some of the McCoy stuff. Again, you've got the time lords interfering. Yeah. Again, and it, and again, it brings back the whole premise of the Doctor. He was running away.
1: Yes. Yeah, you get that. That I was going to yeah, you get the fact that he isn't the most powerful person.
0: Which no, that's I think right. We've
1: gone into too much. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, the, the whole um, what do they call it "lonely god" thing. But uh, but anyway, yeah. Yeah. the Daleks. Yes, The episode in question. Yes. Um, yeah, an interesting way to introduce a companion. Just literally, if you didn't you. You start off actually thinking you're in the middle of a previous episode finishing and this starting a new one, where it's actually literally this is the introduction to Companion.
0: Yeah, before the pre credits, I must admit that that did throw me somewhat. To be honest, when I first listened to this, I thought, "Hang on, have I have I missed the beginning here? What have I? You know, has my downloads gone wrong or something?" But no, you say you're right. That is that is how it starts. So it did throw me throw me for a while. But um, now, what, what do you think? Because everyone said that the the comparisons with the way that Lucy Miller is introduced into the story is more or less identical to Donna Noble, which came out a couple of weeks earlier on television,
1: The Runaway Bride. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if they they were any they knew even knew what the other one was planning. I would say no, they didn't. Yeah, because I'd thought probably they wouldn't have wanted both to come out as a at the same time. No, um, not
0: not in, with an identical opening scene, or more more or less opening identical opening yeah. scene. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's, it was it was certainly interesting. Um, it was just the way, um, the way the doctor
1: just sort of didn't really react to the fact they had a complete yeah. stranger in, in his TARDIS. Well, it, it, yeah. I mean, if you want to go back and say <laughs> compare it to the to the David Tennant the Doing the keep going what what and all that yeah and dead to the fact that in this one you've got the the Eighth Doctor is just like all oh, right, let's just get the facts on the table and it's yeah that was, the, this it's you who yeah. are you then
0: there was there was a more pressing matter at hand as well wasn't yeah.
1: there um, apart from
0: this uh, stranger appearing in the TARDIS and it just yeah. like, well, okay, I've dealt with that now now who are you
1: yeah yeah I did I did quite like that. So. <laughs> All very casual, yeah, it's just... Yeah, it's very good. You to think back and say, actually, oh no, sorry, that is her first appearance. Yeah, I, I
0: couldn't quite sort of figure out... Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying, that's what threw me a little yeah. bit. I thought it was something from the previous story being carried over. Um, But but this was the start of a a completely new series bowl accounts, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think this might even actually have been... The first thing that the BBC seven had purposefully commissioned or had done for them. I think they'd used previous big finish stories of the Eighth Doctor mm. as episodes, but this was the first thing I think that was actually written with or BBC, produced for them. To with be put yeah, with out. BBC seven in mind. Yeah. 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 So <clears throat> obviously you're gonna get a bit of a fair bit of groundwork in terms of explaining Stuff and obviously bringing in a new companion allows you to do that without it being yeah. obvious. Yeah.
0: So now, now, you sort of say that 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 makes one hell of a lot of sense. It really does because um, the previous companion was was it Charlie Pollard? Now I haven't listened to any of of that at all. So this is a um, this is a completely new new thing for me. So um, apparently, Charlie Pollard was a was a very popular character.
1: Yeah, I've heard a couple of those, and I'm trying to think of the names of them now because it's a while ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. So moving on to this, and it's actually interesting. You actually think that Sheridan Smith would be the you could you can see why she'd be becoming a Doctor's companion, can't you? In well, that sort of the character she's played. Well, I've got in other I, stuff.
0: I've got to be perfectly honest. The the character annoyed me to begin with. Um, and I, it took me a long time to to warm to her, uh, if I'm if I'm to be perfectly fair, because I thought she was just a little bit too brash, yeah, to start off with. Um, and I know that that's how the character is written. It's not you know it's not uh, Sheridan Smith's um, fault. That's how she's asked to play it. But I just thought it was just a little bit. But too... she does tend to she does tend to do a line in brash. She does,
1: yeah. Um, feisty women, yeah. And
0: I think just a little bit too feisty.
1: Yeah, and again, it, I, and again, I it was sadly well, complements the Paul McGann's doctor who is fairly laid back.
0: Mm, I, towards the end, yes, but to begin with, no. I I know they were meant to be at Loggerhead. She
1: didn't trust him at all. Um, yeah, but I do think and he doesn't trust her because of where she's where, because she's basically been put there by the time Lord. So. Yes, under the
0: witness protection program. Yes, in, in this story, we don't know what for. Yeah. And I still don't know what for, because I haven't listened to any, any others from this series. all so, oh, right um So I've got no idea where, where this leads to. Um, yeah, no, I, I just found it just a little bit too brash. And again, I found myself drawing comparisons to um, the early incarnation of Donna Noble again. Yeah. You know, very brash, very loud-mouthed and um, constantly bickering with the Doctor. And, and again, I don't know how... Obviously, I know how Donna's story arc went. I've no idea how Lucy Miller's story arc plans out, whether she calms down a little bit or not. You know, but don't
1: spoil it for yeah, me. Right. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, no, I can see what you mean. And there, There is that... It is interesting that both the TV series and this radio series then went for the same sort of companion.
0: Yeah, it was a bit...
1: Weird. I mean, as we said earlier, I'm fairly certain this wasn't done
0: on purpose... You know, no. you know who who could get the first brash character out first. You know, it just—I think it's just the way it's the way the you know the way it went.
1: Well, she actually almost comes across, yeah, <clears throat> sort of cross between Rose and Donna, isn't she? Yeah, the fact that she's young and she hasn't, she's, intro you know—her interests are not what Donna's perhaps are. But I, I, I quite like her actually. I think there is that point. I quite like the fact in the radio program you obviously can't just have a, a companion that just stands and screams all the time because you can't see what no you can't see. you
0: can't no it's I think that that's the, the thing about that um, radio it's always slightly overplayed anyway and it's always yeah. been the same with any not I mean not just Doctor Who any audio drama I've listened yeah. to it's always been slightly overplayed because you you're, you're trying to paint a picture
1: yeah you know so um, yeah, and 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 the descript- the text the is all you've got to to work with isn't it the, yeah, that's
0: it it's a completely different style of um style of writing so and, yeah. and a style
1: of acting as well for that matter so um no no but i quite, i quite like the way that the, their arguments just go right the way through this episode but just interspersed with them having to deal with things as they go along yeah and i you know it's, it's almost like their, their their whole argument is just one argument that just kept get being broken up by things happening yeah you just seem to
0: I think from Lucy Miller's point of view the whole thing with the with the Daleks is just um, a, a, an annoyance really because yeah. I think she you still get the impression that she just wants to
1: continue arguing with the doctor until she's proven her point yeah really um, and I just, thought, I mean the, the bit that really did like is the bit where um, the doctor later on the doctor gives himself up hmm so the to the Daleks to get them on board the ship. And they're having the argument and the Daleks getting fed up with it as well. <laughs> yeah, you preparing them to pack it in, basically. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, well, I mean, yeah, as I say, I did warm to the character towards the end.
1: Yeah, it, it, I mean, it's, it, it, it's always the same. When you've got yeah. it's, it's with a new companion, it takes time. Yeah. Because they've got to build the relationship. They've got to do it quickly. So you're going to have it exaggerated.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, some companions, I, I, you know, I instantly take a liking to, and others it takes me a while, or some I just don't like. Full stop. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, this is one of the ones it took me a while to to sort of come to terms with, as it were. Yeah, but uh, but anyway, onto the, the actual um, story itself about the you know, but basically, it's the the whole premise is that there's this well that the the Doctor and and uh, Lucy have landed on uh, completely sort of um desolation everywhere and destruction humanity's sort of scrubbing around in in the ruins it's a broken society and we find out it's um it's all down to the daleks
1: yeah in some ways it would have been quite nice for it you not to have known that the daleks were involved until it got to the reveal um, obviously, you know that because of the title of the episode. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's that's always the problem with the, with the Dalek story. It's always something of the Daleks, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, because it, actually, there, you don't really find out much about it until I mean, it's only the radio transmission, which comes a reasonable time into the story.
0: It does. Um, and to begin with, you, you the Daleks are acting as humanity's saviour. Yeah. Or pretending to be humanity's saviour, uh, but as always with the Daleks, there's always an ulterior motive.
1: Yeah, and also even in the even in the transmission thing, you don't get the necessarily. It would have been better if you could have had the, in some ways, to have heard the announcement that they are coming to save us. Where it just cuts off, where it says they are called the that bit. If that could have carried on a bit further, yeah. Yeah, it's a sh- yeah. But I mean, as you say, there's n- you know know who's involved anyway. So I suppose there's no point in. And you know they're
0: going to be up to no good far. as
1: well. To be honest, so
0: <laughs> you know you can't you can't say that oh, the you know the directs will turn out to be their saviors. Well, no, you you uh, know they're not no, going to be up to no, any good. No. So
1: <laughs> no, no. It's just yeah, because at the beginning you're not quite sure. Is this just going to be a mad scientist story? Mm. You're not. You don't realise obviously first of all where. What's happened, and it yeah, it builds quite nicely in that sense. It does actually.
0: Um, so that there's the whole load of things going on um, now. Basically, what what one thing we we didn't say at the beginning there will be spoilers if you haven't listened yes. to this because we are going yes. to discuss. There's Daleks involved. There's Daleks involved, and we will be discussing the plot in some great detail. So you
1: know, <laughs> I wouldn't say that that far.
0: Well, no, but we, <laughs> we we will be giving away the plot. Put it that way. Yes. Um, so. So basically, if you if you don't want to have this spol for you, switch off right now because we, we haven't spol too. Now. Look away now. We haven't spoilt too much so far. Um, now basically, the, the whole the whole thing is that before humanity got wiped out on the planet of Red Rocket Rising, which is, I think is a great name for a planet, um, you f- you find out that the humanity have been or some a mad scientist rather I should say not humanity has been, has been experimenting with creating their own race of Daleks.
1: Yeah, but you actually don't even quite find that out, do you? I mean, right at the beginning, all you know is that some catastrophes happened. Yeah, but you know that the Doctor has his suspicions, doesn't he? Yeah. I mean, he's obviously then heard about in leading the... That was actually one of the things I wasn't quite sure about, was how the Doctor was when he was leading the mob away. Mm. I found that a bit wishy-washy with him.
0: Uh, if you know what I mean.
1: What, what, what respect? Sorry, I'm not quite. The you know, the kept going. Oh, apparently, or not really. Having got himself involved in taking them away, it seemed a bit. I don't know. No, nope. I'm not. It's. It was just a bit too not authoritative enough with that. I think.
0: Mm, yeah, I can. Yeah, I can sort of see what you
1: what you mean. Yeah, it was. I mean, how how the mob wouldn't have turned on him at that point? Would you'd expect they would have done if they felt really that he dragged them down a, a blind alley? If they was that angry and whatever, I'd suspect that they would have turned on him. Probably, but oh, well, it's Doctor Who, isn't it? You can't have your yeah. hero
0: set upon by a mob in the opening I mean, ten minutes of the first episode. Can you? <laughs> It'd be
1: quite short, wouldn't it?
0: <laughs> it would really. Uh, <laughs> no... um. Now obviously the whole the whole thing basically um stems from the fact that a um a Dalek ship crashed a, a mad scientist took their technology started experimenting on humanity pretty much like Davros did with yes. the, with the same sort of aims um as that this is the next step forward in, in um humanity's evolution and um and basically the Daleks pitch up to um wipe out this new breed of Daleks because it would make their the Dalek bloodline impure. Yes. So that's that's basically the whole premise of the story. I, so yeah. they, I've ruined it for everyone. <laughs> well, you've got it out of the way now, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, that's it. Well, I think it's difficult to talk about this story without mentioning that. Yeah. Really, because otherwise, it's what we if we keep mentioning all these characters, it's not going to make any sense at all, to be honest. No. So yeah, so we're really going to have to sort of... Um, going to heavy spoiler uh, territory here but uh, yeah um so you've got this was it professor or, or dr Martes was it professor Martes wasn't it yes was the uh, the mad scientist who um, and again this is where it all gets very very complicated because Professor Martes is actually dead yes but he's, but he's tra- and that's one of the first things you find out isn't it that's it um because he's transferred his um well I suppose you say well, how do they put it in this was it his thought patterns or he's he's consciousness or something into yeah. his, into his assistant asher so basically asher is playing it's asher is a female played by um haley atwell um it was since found out and i never realized she was the um female lead in captain america movie that was out recently Oh, right. yeah so um yeah i didn't no i didn't realize that until i was looking up um looking up for this uh, for this podcast but um yeah so you've actually got um a woman Playing a bloke because he's referred to as he quite a few times as well, was not he? Yes, or she, I should say, she's referred to as he a few times, yeah, just to make it a bit more confusing. Um, yeah, so I, th- I thought she was quite, um, quite good. Um, I thought the-, the Daleks were well used as well, yes, um, you know, especially when they were sort of tricking humanity to get on or what was left of humanity
1: on the Red Rocket Rising into the Dalek ship, yeah, um, and then. How, when provoked and get angry, they just revert back to type. I think was quite yeah. That's it. Good.
0: Um, and again, I've, I've coming back to Lucy Miller again. I didn't like the the, the way she was trying to get on board the Dalit ship by showing a bit of cleavage.
1: Yeah, but I suppose that then goes back to the character that she's You've got to remember she's nineteen. She's obviously supposed to be brash from. This is this is probably how she she gets thinks she gets ahead in life.
0: Mm, I didn't really like that to be honest. I really didn't like, I didn't like that bit at all. I, that that was completely unnecessary. If she was that brash and and loud
1: then there was no need for her to do that. It just yeah. didn't make, it just didn't make any sense, really. I mean I suppose it shows in fact that how wrong she was about when, <laughs> what sort of what sort of creatures she was about to meet. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, there is that. I just, I just thought no, that 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 bit wasn't really. It wasn't necessary. I, I really, I just really didn't didn't like that bit. But oh well, um, yeah. But anyway, going getting back to the Daleks, it was um, and again that there was quite a bit of sort of past who history dragged up for for this particular one because you had the Doctor mentioning um, you know who you at war because he mentions the fact that the the Dalek ship looks very pretty sort of battle damaged. Yeah. Um, anyway so who you, who are you at war with the mechanoids, the Mavellans, so and so and so I thought that was quite a nice little nod to the previous stories. yes, I did like that um, and the facts again, they mentioned about um about his hair,
1: yeah, I mean right at the beginning wasn't it the facts of the is that your real, real hair? hair yeah <laughs> he must have really hated that wig. <laughs> what if that was in McGann's contract. I don't know. Every I think, every yeah, every I think, story I, I do, every everybody story knew do. that he hated it. And yeah, it was just for every story I do. You I'm must sure mention it, it's the it's Mentioned in other places as well in the big finish stuff. Yeah, about the state of his hair and is it real <laughs> and whatever. Pretty much so. Pretty much so. It's um, no. I'd I also this. wondered when I was listening to this about whether the person who who'd written this had actually was using. You was saying about trying to get to Preston and then you having to get a, get a bus from there or whatever, because mm. at the point in 2006 when this came out I was actually doing that trip up to Preston reasonably oh, often, and at weekends there just wasn't any trains going to Preston, you had to get a bus <laughs> from crew <laughs> and...
0: uh, so, someone so, knew, someone knew myself, their yeah I know season. that
1: journey's a bit <laughs> difficult <laughs> getting to Preston is very difficult
0: it looks like Steve Lyons knew exactly what he was talking about there then didn't they
1: it's actually one of the times when you can actually associate yourself with a, with a Doctor Who episode. <laughs> Say, yeah, I've been there. I know that.
0: <laughs> Is this some tenuous link to lay
1: claim to the fact that
0: <laughs> they were talking about me there? It's <laughs>
1: <Yes. laughs> me. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm used to getting my cleavage out to go <laughs> get <it> on places. <laughs> I know you tried it in the pub.
0: <laughs> well, I guess the
1: odd free pint. <laughs>
0: Free part of what though, that's what I wanna understand.
1: Yes, better not go there. No, let's
0: not go there. Right, anyway, um yes, the Daleks, the Daleks. Um now when I thought it got a little bit confusing when you had the Martes's Daleks got involved as well. And I actually thought they were sort of quite um pathetic creatures really, weren't they? Yeah, I suppose they just didn't really know they were sort of bred to be, um, or created, I should say. Yes. With the same intentions that, as we said, as Davros had for his Daleks. But when they come up, come across the, you know, the you know the true Daleks, the true Daleks will say, "Well, no, you're impure," and they couldn't understand yeah. it. And I do think they were quite, um, quite pathetic characters. And the way the lead um, Martez Dalek, when it went back to Martez. Yeah, wounded and said you know, it didn't understand why did they why did they want to kill us? And
1: I, I suppose there's a certain sense in this that you don't know. I mean, you've obviously the real, I'll say, main Daleks had most of their emotions removed, didn't they? Mm. And you don't know quite how much yeah, that's know. happened with Martez's Daleks yeah. because he's obviously just looking at them as a natural and complete evolution for the human take humans forward. Yeah. So there is probably some emotion left there. I
0: think, yeah, I think you're absolutely... Because the thing is, it didn't take them long to revert to, as
1: I say, revert to type. No. Um, I mean, they're, they're, you, you sense that there's, there's the bit that's the... If they're being built like that, they're being built and their main objective is survival. Yeah. And obviously, they then revert to... How do we survive? Well, we kill everything else.
0: Well, that's it. And in, in the end, um, I say including including Martes. And again, it was just echoing um, what happened to Davros all over again. Yes.
1: Although I suppose in this one, it was the case that she... Or he. Or he, yeah. <laughs> pulled the plug herself, himself, uh, rather than... This is turning the life of Brian, isn't it? With that the Stan and Loretta scene, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> she or he. Like. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's then that the Daleks turn on her. Him. Yeah. <laughs> he him. No, and, I think we stick with her. Shall we stick with Let's her? Let's stick with Just her. To... Yeah, go on then, go on then. <laughs> yeah, it, it's only when she's po- actually pulled the plug on their production mm. that they turn on her, whereas Davros, they decide basically that they don't need him, don't they?
0: Well, he tries to pull the plug on them, doesn't he? He tries yeah. to he tries to halt the, you know, the, yeah. the, the birthing process, and they kill him before he can do it. Um yeah. I think in this one though, she she does stop the the process.
1: There's there's a sense of you know, that actually, in the end, that morally she realizes she's wrong.
0: Yeah, it takes the doctor to convince her that you know, yes, yeah. apart you know you know putting aside all her so called noble intentions that, um. It would just be Dalek-dominated, full of war and, yeah. and you know, and death and you know, fascism the and racism forward. and yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, I did like the fact that also the Doctor regretted. He, he, you know, um, during this story, he, he says he regrets not taking the opportunity when he had it to totally destroy the Daleks at their point of um, birth. Yeah, and again, a nice little reflection back to Genesis of the Daleks. Um, and so, on this occasion, he wasn't going to let that opportunity, you know, oh, slip through his fingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah I thought that was that was a, a again. I don't know if it was sort of like hinted at the Doctor's guilt that he didn't go through with that. And I it was almost like he was trying to put um, put right or wrong with with the chance to destroy Martyrs, his dialects,
1: completely before it before it got out of control. Yeah, he's 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 had further and more in. Uh, battles with the Daleks since then hasn't he? I mean, yes, I think right. It has now realised that he's he's made the mistake there. Yeah, yeah. That's
0: it. So yeah, I just thought he got a little bit towards the end. He got a little bit confusing when you had all the
1: you know, the Daleks fighting each other. Um, and then it if- has to be said. I mean, how how many different Dalek voices can you do? And you have to raise your hats to Nicholas Briggs for. Oh yeah, I mean, for actually doing that on an audio. I mean, gone from the point where that's. A, when you originally Daleks on TV, the flashing lights was to tell you which one was speaking. Precisely. You've now actually just got to do it, just purely by the voice. Well, they they
0: slightly adjusted um, the Martez Daleks voice,
1: didn't they? Yeah. On the
0: ring modulator, just to give it a, a slightly rougher edge to it.
1: Yeah. And also a slightly more human way of speaking, wasn't mm. it? Than the... Yeah.
0: Yeah, they didn't have all the oh, I obey and all... You know, and all that yeah. sort of stuff. Um, it, it wasn't quite the um, the staccato way of talking, no. was it? Yeah. So
1: yeah, no, it, which it was, made sense if yeah. they were made from humans and newly developed. Mm. Yeah, like the first batch, as it were. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. it was, um, it was good. But it was, it was good to see the um, the Daleks actually being devious again. Yes. Which I suppose is sort of. Um, Okay, that all stems from um, *Power of the Daleks*, really. Yeah, uh, and again, using of the Daleks* to a certain degree of success. Yeah, um, <laughs> no, no one ever said that episode was was
1: a success, but um, yeah. I mean, you've got echoes there then of the, of the first thing that the oh yeah pure but... Daleks do is is kill the what they consider the impure ones.
0: Yeah, um, but I think this was done better. Yes, <laughs> the the audio. Story is, you know, the audio version of the dark. Basically, it's the same sort of plot, but it was. I just think it was done better. Yeah, um, and I dunno again because it was it was allowed to because this this story's made out of two fifty minute episodes. Um, if you buy it from Big Finish, obviously, because um, it wasn't transmitted like this on BBC Seven. Was it? I'm assuming it was a half hour four half hour stories. I'm
1: assuming. No, I think actually what they did was they had a their sci-fi hour Mm. and they did actually transmit them as in the 50 minutes oh okay and then I actually think Nick Briggs was interviewing different people to make up the other 10 minutes ah
0: oh that's good that's good so there's one thing I can't I can't stand is when they sort of take something that's meant to last for 50 minutes and then put some really weird edit point
1: in there yeah, to split into two episodes. So um, no, that's good. I'm glad. I, I'm glad they did that. Then no, I mean because I think they were, and I think they, this is why they was designed to be like that. And yeah. I think because um, at that time, yeah, I think Nick Briggs was actually doing the um, introductions and all that as yeah. part of the continuity for yes. BBC Seven. yeah good. Good for their sci-fi good. stuff. So it was. Yeah, it was done like that, and then yeah, they then did little bits around it mm. Doctor Who bits around it to make okay. up the hour
0: well I was going to say I think the, I think the reason this whole thing of um, we try and do that comparison to Victory of the Doctor which I know come a long time after this was um, this was aired um, is the fact that this audio story has had a because it's spread out over two parts it's spread out over two lots of 50 minutes it it's given the stories allowed to develop more slowly yeah you know, and you've got more time to to put more detail in, and I think this is what this is what works because the problem with, and I still think this is the problem with the, with the new um, the new Doctor Who, forty five to fifty minutes is too short a time period to tell the kind of stories that they
1: they sometimes try to tell. Yeah, you can almost see the bits and you think where there should be something else happening. Yeah, or you should have been told this or whatever. Yeah, and it just jumps. Yeah, and you do get the feeling there's been stuff cut out. Yeah, and in this you don't, you don't get. For me, anyway, um, no, I I don't. I'm not getting that at all. Not at all. No, Um, yeah, you've got the full development. You've got well, I mean, you you do sort of. It is cleverly done in the fact that you do right at the beginning. You jump in on two bits: a, the new companion coming in, mm. and b, the the mobs already going mad The people are already mob rules already taken place. Mm. From that point on, yeah, the characters, you learn the char- bits by, bit by bit about the characters rather than just having to be presented, given a brief history, and then on with the story.
0: Yeah. Well, actually, you mentioned the fact of um, society had broken down. I suppose this brings us on to um, Eileen Clint, played yeah. by Anita Dobson, um, who I actually thought was quite good. Yes. Now, I must admit I've only ever seen her in EastEnders, all those years yeah. ago, um, and also on the recent series of Strictly Come Dancing, that was the only, the only time I've seen it
1: actually do anything on television. But um, no, I, was... I, do, I do think they missed the thing with a two-part episode that they could have finished with the drum bits. from EastEnders <laughs> sort <of laughs> in the end part one, <laughs> she will never ever escape that, will she? <laughs> uh.
0: no I, I just to say, I was pleasantly surprised.
1: Actually, when you listen to some of the big finish stuff, it almost you almost think oh, I don't want to actually know what the cast is. And then you sort of look later on when you've listened to it and you're like, Oh, really? Was it?
0: Well, that, actually, with the first time I listened to this, I didn't look who the cast list was. Yeah. Um, and I just thought, I'd, I recognised the voice. I just couldn't put a name to it at all. And I thought, like, Anita Dobson? Bloody hell. You know, so, uh, but yeah. no, I, I was, um, as I said, very pleasantly surprised. I thought she was rather good. Um, and her character, I, I think, I, I think you sort of realise as the story goes on why she was vice president. Yeah, and never president because she um, she's pretty weak, isn't she, as a
1: leader? Yeah. Oh, she just wants to be popular, doesn't she? Yeah, that's it. She doesn't actually want to make hard decisions. She just wants to be giving people good news all the time. Yeah, um, and then she also tries
0: to take the moral high ground with the doctor, um, saying you know you we she couldn't allow him to. Um, to destroy Martyrs' Daleks, is genocide. Yeah. You know, um, because I think at that point, she still hadn't really caught on to the fact that what, what the, the Daleks were really like.
1: No, I mean, that's why he then goes into the, has to break the news to her that all the escape ships were attacked.
0: Yes, it, yes. It, 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 it took a lot for the penny to drop for her, but... Um, yeah. But all the time, when you know, when the Daleks say, so you you know... Um, they put out that that radio broadcast saying, you know, you must hand over the Doctor, blah blah blah. He's he's a enemy of um, of the Daleks and and its allies. Um, and then she's sort of like saying, well, you know, we have to put him on trial and and trying to do do everything There's by procedures, the, the procedures and, and process all the time. Yeah, um, yeah. I did quite I quite, and again, that was that was like an echo back to the the, the Doctor Who stories of old. Where yeah. you always had uh, particularly if you look at um say like Pertwee stories, where you have a government official being very officious. Yes. You know, and, and it was a it was a hark back to that. And I I I mean I love those those sort of stories anyway, where you we've got authority being ridiculed uh, basically by by the doctor. Um and it, and this one he didn't sort of so much as um he didn't ridicule her. At all, he was just trying to convince her that you know um, he he was just right. You know, he wasn't sort of trying yeah. to
1: make her look ridiculous or anything. That she was much making a, a, grave a grave mistake. Grave mistake. Yeah, that's it.
0: No, I did. I, I thought she was. I thought she was very, very good. So pleasantly surprised. Um, Kenneth Cranham. I, I knew exactly who that was the first time I heard his voice. He's got a very distinctive voice. Um, yes. What, what did you think of that character? Because he sort of starts off as a um a tinfoil
1: hat wearing loon doesn't he well i mean to a certain extent i don't think he necessarily what what he what he is though is is obviously an intelligent person that has become i mean we actually don't know what he knows i mean in, in terms of what they do say in the beginning of it is he must be feeling very smug because he's he's been absolutely right yeah all the way through he's gone
0: about aliens and you know, your, you know, they're I mean, just this did, sort of thing. What we don't know.
1: know is, did he know more about the the crash? Uh,
0: yeah, that particular. Um, I think I, I, that's the thing because I I'd Cause sort of when you
1: first meet him, you just you just think he's he just someone who's riles against aliens that may or may not be there or whatever. Mm. You then only then later on do you realise that actually there has been a a crash. Yeah, and that's that some it. Daleks either may have survived for a while or at least were discovered.
0: Now I must admit I I got a little bit confused when it comes to Cardwell's story there because I just wasn't listening properly probably was because I wasn't listening properly um, who was actually experimenting on him? Was it Martez? Or was it the Daleks? He talks At about, what point? Well, he talks about people that people were taking away for
1: experimentation and he was one of them um, I know he talks about their taking on board the ship and asked questions and mm. then they're, they're all killed that's the Dalek ship that's, that's literally after Lucy Miller's gone on board that, that's they the, start taking in humans there Now that's and killing them now that's the bit I got confused with because I thought
0: that was harking back to something that happened to Tom Carwell before and that's why he, he became like he was as you say he was, no. he, he was and is an intelligent man
1: no that, that's the no, bit I, that's he was, the bit I got confused. Yeah, no, he's with just that, that point he's just what obviously what the Daleks were doing was taking people on board trying to find out they were trying to find out about Martinez. Martez, mm-hmm. and uh when people couldn't tell them they, they started killing them. Yeah. And they were taking them on in batches and killing them. Ah, thank you for clearing that up for me.
0: <laughs> cuz the way I, I don't know cuz I say I just probably just got distracted for a moment and that's that the thing about audio so you've got to pay attention. Yeah. Um and as you can see dear listeners I, I came unstuck at that point, so yeah, I sort of lost the thread a little bit with with Carwell's character, but um yeah that okay that that makes yeah. that makes sense now that makes sense
1: yeah no, I thought but, he, yeah I thought it, when he first meets them, um it's all you know coming in, coming up sheltered and all that, yeah, and then suddenly he turns and but even then you know he's not actually. With how mad he is or whatever, it's not really necessarily is that mad, I don't think. Other than the tinfoil hat and whatever. But then they're walking they've got him in a planet where there's acid rain right. and he's got a metal umbrella which is protecting him, so is that all part of the Yeah, who who's the silly one here? Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, so no, i I you know, it was quite a um I thought it was quite an interesting character, to be honest. I really did. Really interesting character. Um I don't know if he does he appear in any other Stories? Do you know? Not as
1: far as I know, no.
0: Because it sort of um it ends with with a couple of a couple of things that you get you get another offer of rescue right at the
1: very end, don't you? Yeah. um Which your immediate fault is. Yes. Yeah. You're out of the frying pan into, into the, fire, the into the fire, yeah. yeah. Exactly.
0: <laughs> you kind of feel sorry
1: for that planet, don't you?
0: <laughs> oh dear.
1: Yes, he's he's that that tinfoil hat look is going to going to catch on, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs>
0: It just reminded me maybe um I think Martin Havel from Will would have fitted in right quite well with that look then wouldn't he? Yeah <laughs> Hello Martin um yeah it's um yeah so yeah as you say out the front and into the fire um but then you also get the um this mysterious person in called the headhunter yes accepting a, a, a mission from Mr Hulbert
1: yes which then becomes the Basically, the story arc through this series. Yeah, and to which I know nothing about. Mm.
0: So um, when we well, I say as we said earlier, we're, we're not doing these big finish um, audio reviews in any particular order. No. So we're, we're going to be jumping around from story to story here. So um, maybe one day we'll we'll come back to this particular plot arc. Yeah. But not next week. Not next week. No. <laughs> not next week. Okay. Um. Yeah, I think I would say if. if well, we haven't said it actually. Did you really? Did you enjoy it as an episode? No, I did. I really did enjoy it actually. Um, so the only thing that it was a bit of a slow burn in one respect for me was was just Lucy Miller's character. Yeah, but towards the end, I I, I warmed to her. So um, no, I did. I really enjoyed it. I'd say it's the first, um, McGann audio story I've listened to, and McGann hasn't. Um, you know, hasn't, hasn't hasn't disappointed me at all. No, you know, no. I mean, I
1: really liked it as well,
0: actually. Yeah. So I was, I'll quite, you know, quite look forward to listening to some more again stuff. Then mm. maybe with with a different companion as well. Yeah. Just to see Just to how get that, a flavour of yeah, that's how it. he interacts. That's it. So uh, well, we have we haven't decided what our next one's going to be yet, have we? So no. So we'll um, so we're not we're not we're not going to make any announcements here about what the next one is. Um. Because it would be, probably be a surprise to us as well, actually, wouldn't it? Yes. <laughs> okay. So, what, what did you think of it, though? So that's that's my opinion. What's what's yours? No, I really advantage? liked it. I mean,
1: I, I quite like audio dramas anyway. Yeah, I, yeah. I so, do, yeah. And the thing with Doctor Who, when you're doing it as an audio drama, you can just paint. You paint the pictures in your head anyway, so yeah. you can do more with them. I mean, like the Dalek ship crashing and all that. Yeah. Um. You do get an image of. What that would look like, and the Daleks attacking each other, and yeah, I quite I, I quite liked it. It it's painted quite a big picture. It
0: did, yeah. It's um, no, I liked it. I really liked it. I'd just like to have um, see what what they could have done with this on on TV uh, with regards to how different the two factions of Daleks would have looked. Whether yeah. Martez would have completely copied, you know, the uh, the travel machine, or done her own version or his own version, as it would have been at the yeah. time. So yeah. I'd like to. Yeah, I'd like to have seen that. To be honest, what what sort of design options they would have covered? Because in my mind, they looked exactly the same, which is probably the wrong thing to do. Yeah, just different colours, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but uh, oh well. Okay. i i t- saying that I've um, completely off topic. I recently watched the second part of the Power of the Daleks reimagination. Right. Um. When it's you finally you get your first good look of um. Good look at the Daleks, and basically they're the RTD um, era Daleks, but with the original silver and blue livery, right? And it does look quite effective, actually. It's, it's a good. I still haven't watched those. Ah, so oh, no, it's, have to get I, it. I do quite like it. Some it's a little bit, you know, amateurish in places, but um, you, you can't you can't knock their ambition. No, you really can't. I think I think it's um, a very well put together production, to be honest. So I'm looking forward to seeing the last part. Hm. Well, yes. So we will have to. Yeah, so any, anyway anyway that was just a little, little non sequitur there. Okay. Um I think I think that's about it, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think so. Okay then. Well, we will be uh we'll be back next week with um something else. We're not going to say what it is yet. Mm. Mm. <laughs> We've got to make it up. No? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, so now we will be returning next week. We just we just had a little bit of a, a little bit of a holiday. So um, as I say, it's um, not something we, we plan on doing too often, is it? No, no. Having breaks like this, so uh, now we will be we will return next week. So for another week, then it is goodbye from
1: me, Phil, and goodbye from me, Paul.
0: Goodbye. To the Who's He Podcast, a proud member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. If you'd like to get in touch with us here at the show, please drop us an email at feedback at who's he.co.uk and please also visit our website, which is at www.who's he.co.uk. You can also follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast.